Let me just say right now that I don't like the first sentence of this synopsis, but it's the official one on Google, so it's what we have to work with. <clears throat> a tale of terror when a group of asbestos removal workers start work in an abandoned insane asylum. The complex of buildings looms up out of the woods like a dormant beast, grand, imposing, abandoned, deteriorating. The residents of Danvers, Massachusetts, steer well clear of the place. But Danvers State Mental Hospital, closed down for 15 years, is about to receive five new visitors. This week on CDF, we're talking Session 9 from 2001. Let's get into it, honey. <laughs> episode of Populators Die First. Woo! Wow, that was that I enjoyably enthusiastic. Um I'm, I've had like the worst week work-wise that I've had probably ever. And um you know, I went home on my lunch today for like an hour and like I hung out with my wife for like 5 minutes and mm -hmm. then I was like TBH though, like, what is the worst that could happen if I just don't go back for the rest of the day? Not much. Not no. much. It was three, three, three thirty by the time I went back to work, and I was like, "Well, I can make it work for an hour and a half." Oh, excuse me. I understand. It is Thor's day. Yeah, it's it's all kinds of Thursday. Um, it's Thursday, my dudes. Um. Thursday. Thursday. Also, um, I was rudely awoken this morning at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time by military-grade helicopters hovering over my house because Donald Trump is in town today. Um, so I am not the least bit pleased about a lot of things. That's gross. Um, another thing that I'm not super pleased about is that today my governor was like, oh, I'm going to go meet Donald Trump. And they're like, no, no, you have to test for COVID before you go and do that. And he tested positive. So that's, um, that's the things that are happening in my world. It's not directly <sighs> correlated to me, but I have a feeling that we are going to, because... 
Um, everybody's acting like dum-dums and acting like the pandemic isn't real and it's not happening and I feel like I'm living in a fever dream. I really fucking hope that um, somebody makes a grown-up decision and just shuts us all down. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say anymore about the pandemic. Um... Uh, Like that TikTok that I saw says just because... Um, you're imagining the pandemic is over doesn't mean it's not over. Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And it was a lovely song by a lovely woman that I've never seen or heard before. But let's her reach song out to her. Let's, yeah, let's reach out to her and see what her favorite scary movie is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sure, get on that. Um, uh, shot not. Shot not. I guess um, we don't have an assistant, so it's not getting done. Yeah, we don't have a free intern or whatever, you know. You know, how do we um, how do we get one of them? I don't know. Is anybody looking for internship experience working for a semi-regular podcast hosted by two people who live hundreds of miles apart? Um, let us let know. us know. <laughs> um, yeah, so- I don't. Is there anything like new that's been going on with you that I haven't already touched base with you on? I mean, we've have we been incommunicado most of this week? I don't even remember. I don't remember what day it is. I don't I don't know how the days are flowing anymore. Um, all um, I know is that I get up and I go to work and I'm miserable. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you're Ash. I'm Nick. This is Copulators Die First, and uh, check um, and check off the box. Um, deal with hour catching up because we're real life friends um and what is real life you know so i do believe we have been in pretty close communication every day this week and even before that because we were doing mental health checks for each other um Um, which is okay so there's like another podcast out there and it makes you really sad because like it feels like a missed opportunity on our part and it's called call your girlfriend and it makes me real bummed that we didn't think of that first what do they do they just chit chat and catch up and shit i don't know i've never listened to it but i'm salty that we didn't think of it first because we could have been call your ghoul friend uh i mean i mean there's no reason that it can't just be like a tagline of ours at this point well it is what it is and that's what we're going with well i mean there there there, there's there is a new york based podcast hosted by i believe five spooky friends called ghoul chat that's a lot of spooky friends or like girl ghoul Cool. No, I think it's cool chat. Um, and not to out anybody, but I was flirting with one of the people that hosts the podcast because he's really attractive on homosexual that's- applications. Okay, um, that's fair. I support that. Whatever. So anyway, um, mental health checks. Important. I believe. Okay, so so here's the rundown of everything that's happened since we spoke yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> since we spoke 45 minutes ago or like i don't know did i i don't remember if i i know i texted you that our power was out yeah you had a lot of black and brownouts yeah and and i said oh great we're having brownouts at about like seven o'clock last night and you were like sure. the poop and i was like lol <laughs> no the power 
Um, and then we finally, our power was like, boom, done. So then we hopped in the car with Sable, our still pretty new little doggy girl. Baby daughter. child. Um, and she's super great in the car. So we just like drove around until she fell asleep. Um, Much oh, like a real child. Yes. And, and she's great at that. Like she's wonderful. But I do have something to tell you that I didn't tell you. Um Okay. Which which is which is kind of spooky. Okay. Um, so I mean two things. One, um, my debit card information got stolen. Whoa. That's like, a, that's like a huge thing you didn't tell me. How'd that happen? I don't know. I mean, I did we didn't realize it until like ten o'clock last night when I was trying to get gas. And because I am me. Um, and my experience with financial instability and, um, oh, I don't know, as I've mentioned before, my father stealing my financial identity outright, I'm, like, pretty hype about keeping up on my shiz. So also, I, like, living paycheck to paycheck, IRL. Correct, because that's the way of our generation, and so I checked my bank account to be like, I'm pretty sure I know how much we have. 20 bucks of gas is like not a big deal. And then I was like, huh, why is there like $50 missing? And then I look and I don't know if they have this application around you, but there is specifically a pizza ordering app called Slice. No. All right. So Slice is basically a pizza only you know doordash grubhub whatever sure. um like a pizza centralized application got it yes and we used to use it when we lived in our old apartment because there was specifically one pizzeria that we like a lot that was only doing online ordering through this app and since then because everybody's trying to stay afloat now everybody's on all the things DoorDash, Grubhub, Seamless, etc. Um, the monopoly of things that are making money for themselves through different services with different names, but they're really owned by the same company. Um, sure. So anyway, I was like, why is there this charge on our bank account? Because Arthur and I have a joint bank account because he was a student for two years and made no money. So I controlled all the financial things. Um why is there the slice charge for this rando pizzeria? And so Arthur looks it up and this pizzeria is like four hours away from us in upstate New York. Okay. And we were like, nah, we did not make this charge. So then we both sign on to our accounts for slice and mine looks normal, but Arthur has like a pending order that's like ready for delivery. But to this rando person named... <gasps> Mo, <laughs> okay. Uh, did you so find him on one, Facebook? I would have found him on Facebook. I would have like stalked his ass, and then I would have been like, "I'm sending you a Venmo request for the fifty dollars you stole from me." Well, so here's here's the deal. Because it's a delivery, we have this person's name, address, and phone number. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. That's amazing. So Arthur's like, "I'm calling this person right now," and so he calls the number. And guess what? It ends up being a Google phone number. So it was like, Ugh. you've reached Google, whatever, blah, 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 fuck a do. 
Um, and then we Google, well, we meaning Arthur Googles the address and it ends up being student housing in Rochester, New York. What a dick. So we were like, cool, enjoy your pizza. And we, I, I called the bank while Arthur called Slice. And Slice was like, oh no, you didn't make this order? We're so sorry for that. And then they were like, you can't really cancel your account because we don't have the ability to do that because we're a startup. But you can just like change your password and delete all of your addresses and saved credit cards from your account so that if somebody tries to use your account again, there's no financial stuff on file. Um, and Arthur was like, cool, thanks for all your help. Peace bounce, bye. And I will say, I really enjoy our bank. We have Chase. This is not sponsored by Chase, but bitch, if Chase wants to sponsor us, you go right ahead. Um, if you ever hear this through the grapevine, but I have never had anything but like superior, wonderful, enjoyable customer service experiences through Chase. And this girl that I spoke to is like, hi, we know that somebody used this online account. My debit card is hooked up to the account. So that's where this is comforting. And she was like, okay, well, we need to close the card immediately. You're getting a new one in the mail. It'll be coming here, blah, 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 blah. Like, boom, boom, done. Five minutes. Lovely woman. Done. Not the first time this has happened because we're living in the current times of the world. Is it still technically the 21st century? I guess so, because centuries are 100 years. Um, but, like, I was just like, come the fuck on. Like, what else can go wrong this week? Um, and then... We're sitting in the car and I just had to cancel my debit card. So then I couldn't get gas because I had no credit cards with me. But then a homeless man comes up on Arthur's side of our car. Our windows are up, but he decides that he needs to knock on the window really hard. Um, and he scares Arthur so bad that Arthur nearly shits his pants. <laughs> And the issue with that is Arthur's currently on a very strong 10-day regimen of antibiotics to get over a significant inner ear infection. So you know what's not great right now? His tummy control. <laughs> it's either one or the other. You're either constipated or you're shitting everywhere. Right. So he didn't like full-on shit his pants, but he was wearing one of my favorite pairs of underwear because he was trying to, like, feel good and, like, safe. So he was wearing something of mine to be like, oh, it's like a hug from my hubby. But he, shot my, he <laughs> shot my fucking favorite pair of underwear. <laughs> that is, like, that is the, the shit icing on the cake. That is the brownout that you had. <laughs> <laughs> that was the brownout. Yeah. So... Um, oh, so man. that happened. And then what else happened? So there was the, the issues with the power. And then so, so like, I am very lucky to be gainfully employed by a Fortune 500 company that respects what I do. And that's really great. And I've worked really hard to have this career path as a 32 year old homo. Um, 
but like every three years, our company's policy is that they basically force you to turn in your current laptop and get whatever is like the current model of whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've been very lucky to have like an unlocked MacBook for the last three years that like had limited network control by our IT department. But now they are no longer uh, distributing Mac computers, uh, Apple computers. So I needed to get this HP MacBook, uh, HP notebook computer, which I now currently have. But the dude that set it up for me spelt my last name wrong. So my user ID wouldn't let me sign in because my last name was spelled wrong when he inputted it into the computer. Um, so that took IT like three hours to figure out. And then this computer would not hook up to Wi-Fi because, again, when they did initial setup, they did something wrong. So, like, I wasted my entire work day yesterday just trying to even have a functional computer. And then today, because of the tropical storm which happened um, and the cleanup thereafter... Our servers in Trumbull, Connecticut had no power because the power went out in the neighborhood. So all of our servers were down, all of our networks were down, and I couldn't do my job. Wow, what a fucking day. Um, So within like the last couple of weeks, we fired somebody in my department. Which, um, yay, finally. It was a long time coming. Um, Uh But also, like, fuck me gently with a rusty chainsaw because now I am 1.3 people. And there is only so much your boy can do in a day. Isn't that the best when that happened? I mean, Um, he said sarcastically, obviously. (laughs) Sarcastically into the wind. Um, Your boy is tired on the regular. I'm Um, sure. But here's the thing. I'm going to try and, like, complain less about things. It's a very hard exercise that I'm trying to do, but I'm trying to channel some positivity in my life so that way I can make some money moves and move the fuck out of Ohio. Um, but mostly, don't ask me where I'm going because I don't know, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be here. Um, everything is shit. Everything is collectively shit for everyone across the board. People are marginalized. There is probably one of the highest rates of unemployment right now, probably in American history, other than the Great Depression. Um, you know. Right. But, uh, but Senate is taking a giant dump on people. Donald Trump's a fucking moron. Um, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Um, but, like, here's the thing. I I don't know where to go from here, other than, like... Let's fucking talk about movies and act like everything's fine. Right. So I totally get that. I concur about everything you just said. Um, but let me tell you the story that happened was last okay. night. So it's midnight. Our power is still off. Okay. We don't want to come back up to our apartment because it'd be hot with no AC on because we live on the top floor of our building. And it's scary. And it's yeah, and it'd be gr- and and the sable would have been like it dark. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I has night vision, but it's scary. Yeah, she doesn't like the dark that much unless she like is expecting it. Like, oh, it's sleepy time. Okay, it's dark. But if it's like, whoa, it's suddenly dark. Like, what happened? Um, much like 
anybody in a haunted house. But anyway, um, so we just drove around our side of Staten Island a little bit. And like there's one road that kind of just like follows the Hudson River. And there's like some pretty parts of it that have nice views. So we end up in front of a historical building called the Alice Austin House, which is actually the home of a female author in the, I don't know the exact date, so the oldie timey days, but she was a lesboon. <laughs> okay. And is like Arthur's favorite place on Staten Island because it's this pretty little cottage on the water and like this woman in control who was queer owned it. Um, and we originally wanted to have our wedding there because you can do that. But because people are greedy, they were like, you need to give us all your money and a half. And we were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, no. so we park in front of Alice Austin house and there's access to the river from there because there's this little beach area. Um, very cute, whatever. But we're sitting there. We're listening to music. Sable's asleep in the back seat. Just to set the scene. Now this is what happened was. So this white unmarked van comes no. around the corner <laughs> real quick. Swoops into the spot on the street in front of us. Out comes like... A clown car amount of people. Okay. Um, all wearing t-shirts for a particular seafood restaurant. And I'm not going to say what the restaurant is. Just in the, the case that somebody who works there listens to our podcast. Even though I don't believe that is a thing in the world. But whatever. So... Like five guys, three girls, all climb out of this car. Our headlights are on, so they know we're in our car, but they're not giving a shit. And they open up, you know, the back doors of the truck, like, uh oh, what's going on? And literally, there's like things hanging on hooks in the back. And then there's all these black duffel bags and buckets, like, like utility buckets that you like, I don't know, clean things up with and or mix paint in um so arthur and i are like the fuck is happening and they start pulling things out they all start putting um those headlamps on with gopros attached to them okay and we're like okay this is weird and then they pull out what looks to me like a very large tripod for a camera. So we're like, oh, are they like going to go film like a YouTube video or something down by the water? But I am mistaken because they were not, it was not a tripod. It was like three or four fishing rods. And then they took out these buckets, which were actually filled with, um, like worms and chum and other fish bait. Okay. And then the the black duffels had those like 
little styrofoam coolers that you can get at the grocery store and fill with ice by yourself. Yeah. So long story short, what they were doing was going to fish down in the Hudson River where the water is less than clean to assumingly catch fish. And they are all employees of a seafood restaurant given the t-shirts they are wearing. So I'm pretty sure we caught a bunch of employees of a specific seafood restaurant on Staten Island procuring free fish from the Hudson River that like assumingly they're going to cook and serve to people. I would 10 out of 10 call DOH right now yesterday. Um, yeah, no, that's Arthur. There's like a text line for everything in New York City because people are lazy and it's New York City. But TBH, I would like prefer that. Yeah, so so Arthur was like, um, tip line, just so you know, hi, this is happening. Um, so that was that that was that was an experience I never thought I would have in my life, you know. Wow. What an experience. Um, and like, I, maybe like, that's just the way of the world right now. Like, free product is better than product you have to pay for, except maybe mercury, maybe other things like gross. So that's, that's, that, th- those are all the things that have happened in basically the last 24 to 48 hours. That have an eventful made, couple hours, friends. Very, 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 weird week and I'm just like I remember I remember driving home finally at like 1 a.m. and we're like it doesn't matter if our power is on or not like we need to go to bed and there was just this view of the moon with like spooky dooky hazy clouds all around it and I was like I was like oh fuck it's a full fucking moon well all the weirdos are out so perhaps that explains some things. Also, um, my mom doesn't have power until next week. Oh my god, neither does mine. Maybe they're on the same grid. Who knows? I mean, they. I believe they still live close enough together. I never. I, I don't really have a good idea of how far my mother lives from Springfield anymore. But yeah, apparently they got hit real hard with like power shit in Jersey. Yeah, or at a least of, you know, a lot of brownouts. So many brownouts. There's just there's shit everywhere, um, and this of is why. This movie. <laughs> yeah, I, well, and and ultimately, this is why I decided to make my current Facebook profile "The World Is Trash and I Want Sugar" a memoir. Per our conversation. Yes. So I do feel like that's a really great working title. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily want to sit down and write a memoir right now. You know, it'd be really fucking weird, like, when we show our eventual children in, like, 20 years, like, like what things were like now. Yeah, but, like, what are they going to be like then? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, who knows? Like, oh, my God. Like, will Instagram still be around? I don't know. I don't will, know. I don't know. I mean, will Google and Amazon still own everything. <laughs> probs, probs. Um, no, because Jeff Bezos will probably be dead in twenty years. 
Who knows? Um, who knows? So, so those are all the things I felt like I needed to tell you and the world. Um, mm. I and... don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that's that crazy going on right now. Um, I wish I could pack all of my items and move. I get it. I mean, that's something that we also want to do. Just not happening right now because Arthur is still unemployed after graduation. But he did get a job offer yesterday, but he's (gasps) going to turn it down because his potential boss is confirmed to be horrible at being a supervisor by somebody else he knows that currently works under her. And that's kind of why he left his last job to begin with. So he doesn't want to have that experience again. And I was like, I respect that. Also, he has like two other jobs that he's interviewing for still very lucky that that's what's happening right now for him. So again, hashtag blessed, except this is a really fucking weird week. Um, Hashtag um, best of luck, best wishes, best regards, best regrets. Uh, Well, (laughs) that's regrets. No, never mind. Best um, regrets. My God. Um, um, best regrets is probably if I were to ever like put out like a like a stand up comedy album, I would call it Best Regrets. I mean, that's a good. T- that, that's that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good title. Um, for a, I don't for think a... I'm funny enough to do stand up. I also like. I don't think I have the the balls to be in front of people, and do that because um, if they don't laugh at me, I think it would just make me sad. I mean, there there does seem to be a lot of potential failure in um, in stand up comedy. Honey, before. I got a lot of potential failure. I don't need any more of that in my life. There you go. See, but but if you if you approach it with that attitude, you might make it in the big city. I may if I approach it with the attitude of um, I have a lot of opportunity for failure and will most likely happen. Maybe I'll surprise myself because my uh, expectations are so low. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, I, I picture, like, you just walk out and you're opening that, you're opening, you're open. Opaling? My God, words. Is that like yodeling? I don't know. Your opening line would be something like, hi, I'm Ash. I'm sassy. I'm gassy and not a little bit classy. I mean, that's fair. I am all of those things pretty much yeah. at any given time. And, like, I love that. I feel like many other people would love that as well. They'd be like, this person is charming as fuck, you know? Um, my mom thinks so. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of anyway. not even a little bit classy and trash in the world being trash, um... Two Days movie is Session 9 from 2001. Is it 2001? Is it that old? 2001. Yeesh. Wow. I did not know it was that old. But like TBH, it looks that old. I mean, honestly, I feel like it could comfortably sit in like the 2010s. You know what I mean? That's what I thought. I thought it was like a 2009, but maybe that's the whole Session 9 thing. But Session 9, man, what a weird movie. What 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 an odd little ditty. Um I've seen it. I've seen it prior to this, but it had been a minute, but I remember yeah. it being good. And um I feel like it still holds up. Mhm. Yeah, no. I did I remember I don't I don't know if this was my first time viewing it or not, 
But I just remember Session 9 being one of those horror movies that especially like in the uh, quote-unquote earlier days of Netflix was just like always in the Netflix library and people were like, you should watch that. And I was always like, yeah, 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 it's on my list. Um, This in like Apartment 147 or whatever that other one was. 138 Um, maybe? Maybe that one, but I never watched that one either. So I don't think I've seen that one either, but maybe we can put it on the calendar. Maybe you can put it on the calendar for sure. Um, Especially if that bitch free. I ain't about paying for shit right now. Oh, yeah. Like, I especially feel like right now is the perfect time to make sure that we're doing movies that are accessible to most people. As long as they have, like, at least one streaming service subscription, which is, like, the average thing for, you know, mostly everybody right now. Um, And, like... There's also Tubi, you know? So Remember when that was a thing? You found yeah. out that was real? I remember when I found out that was real and I was blown away because I was like, this is a revelation in my life. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that was just like two weeks ago, but it feels like months. Um, and also there's YouTube. Uh, you know, people put things on YouTube for free. Um, Shout out to them. Who, They're the real MVP. Yeah, because I don't know how to do that shit. But that's how we watched... Uh, New Year's Eve or new Happy it New, new Year's Year. Eve? Yeah, that one. That one. That's new Year's the Eve. one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Where the oh, guy that was, was like, a good time. That was a good time. I was with you in your home when we watched it, and that was the last time we saw each other in person. Which is really fucked up. It is. That was a long time ago. That was my thirtieth um, birthday. That's how long ago this was. Yeah. Because I'm um, going to be 31 in, in four months. Correct. Um, we haven't seen each other in eight months. Yeah, and, and also, like, damn it, we probably won't see each other in at least another couple of months. because um, Probably not till next year, to be honest. Because corona's still a thing and people should stop thinking it's fake. Because they want it to be over. Oh, wait, America? Americans? Are we, like, built on selfishness as a culture? Uh, maybe who knows I don't but know also the other thing is like so this movie is very kind of referential as to what's going on right now IRL because like they're in an abandoned building and they're cleaning up fucking asbestos yes and some people are flying it real fast and loose with being around the asbestos um can I say something you can say anything you want I feel like they were doing asbestos they could Ah. I don't know, actually. Honestly, I I don't think they were. um, Because the one guy was like, I'm not going to wear a a mask. And then his his partner was like, "Um, you want to know what happens when you don't, like, wear a mask? Like, this thing buries itself in your lungs, and then your lungs grows tissue around it, and it's in your lungs forever, and you fucking die. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely um, a reflection of... Our current predicament, except all across the world and not just in an abandoned mental institution somewhere in Massachusetts. Um, Also, can I say something? You can say whatever you want. It took me way too long into this movie to realize that one of the main characters um, was not using a Boston accent, but like 
a Scottish Irish accent. It was very weird. Out of place. Um, Gordo. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, and like, ultimately, I do suppose that the Boston accent is kind of birthed from the Irish Scottish accent, given the high population of Irish immigrants, specifically in the Massachusetts Boston area. But at the same time, I like literally was like, what is he saying and how is he saying it? And then I was like, oh my God, I, my, my, uh, uh, accent radar was like super off. Also like the mass hole accent really gets me every time. Oh my God. I don't, I can't even like, I can't even try to do it because I can't like, I don't, I, I guess it's just because I'm not, in general, an asshole overall, because I feel like a prerequisite of being a mass hole is just being an asshole. Um, and I don't think I'm one. I don't think you're one either. And like, TBH, I feel like my opinion matters most. I, I mean, honestly, like at this point in the world and like everything forever in my lifespan, like opinions about me and how I feel about myself given those opinions like it's like you Arthur and then my family <laughs> and then say well it's like me Arthur Sable Sue and then like probably your mom I mean yeah Sable Sue is up there Sable Sue has definitely taken a liking to me specifically um she definitely also likes Arthur but, like, he's also been sick for almost a month with, like, just an onslaught of different, like, rotating things. Like, um, um, I was going to say a hearing infection. <laughs> I know that's not. <laughs> yeah. Your hearing's infected, boy. Like, get it checked out. Yeah. So he um, has that. In, you know, in a, a poopy pants, a hearing infection. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I think they're called. What are they called specifically? Um ice pick headaches which are like short stabbing pains um but he also has a history of migraines already so it was like this is clearly because of what's going on otherwise but then like do you have covid do you not um oh you have a fever oh you're really cold oh you're really hot well then maybe you have the flu no it's not the flu because you tested negative for that too um and then like you have no appetite you lost 13 pounds I mean, cool Jealous. for you, but like, yeah, yeah. And I was like trying to make light of it, like I wish. And then he was like, "But I'm, I know not, cannot eat." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." Um, sorry that I really am like low on empathy right now. Um, but also, I feel like, like that's anytime your partner is prolongedly sick for more than like five minutes. But like, I don't think Arthur's ever been sick like this since I've known him. And, like, I was just, like, what the fuck is happening? And, like, finally today, he's, like, all right, I'll get my shit together. I'm feeling better. Um, no more sick time. Blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, good. Because if you hadn't, we were about to have a very serious talk about what's going on with you. Um, it would have been about diarrhea and then some. It would have been about diarrhea. It would have been a lot about, about current mental states, which, like, let's be honest, like, Nobody's hi. having a good time. No one's having a good time. The world is trash, and I want sugar. 
But also, like, session nine, nobody's doing okay. Um, no one is doing okay. David Caruso like, from NCIS, he's in it. Yeah, why? Why is mo- he there? Because moms love him. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like based on the casting, they thought this was going to be, like, huge. Okay, um, so let me let me quickly read this synopsis. Synopsis. Follows an asbestos abatement crew who begins to experience growing tensions while working in an abandoned mental asylum. Um, this is paralleled by the gradual revelation of a former patient's disturbed past through recorded audio tapes of her regression sessions. Right. And now here, I I don't hate this movie, but I have a few major points of not necessarily contention just like things I want to say like I have opinions um as a gay man I have opinions I I have lots of opinions let's be honest honey um so first of all I think that they did a pretty good job of being respectful of the history of how mental illness was treated, especially in America. Um, so that was cool. However, the main thing that connects the horror of this movie between the past and the present is the one guy who's like, I went to law school, but like, I don't want to be a lawyer. Like, what the fuck? He like is drawn to these tapes. He's listening to these tapes by himself. We're along the ride with him. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they're recession, uh, whatever, reg- reg- regression sessions. But at the same time, it feels like this person is you know suffering from multiple personality disorder or whatever uh, i think it's dissociative identity disorder D- technically yeah yeah the idea yeah, that that is the current term i just could not think of it um, i know plus it was multiple personality disorder for so long i think within like the last maybe 5 years it became did mm-hmm. yeah so so i don't like i is that the proper treatment for that i don't know maybe but like it just seemed like there that was chaotic as fuck. Like, I don't know how that doctor was so calm in the tapes. Because it was chaotic. And the tapes were done really well. I mean, they were. Um, I know, like, we like the whole thing was, like, we're waiting for the other personalities to, like, let Simon talk. Or whatever. Simon. And, like, Simon seems to be the you know the linchpin to whatever is going on and then finally it's like i'm simon and it's like oh i don't live in this girl um like i'm just here all the time and i just give suggestions to people and then they act on them if they want so like the whole point basically is that simon is like an evil spirit demon thing that like not necessarily attached himself to this girl, 
but took advantage of this opportunity to persuade her to kill Billy or whatever. Right. Um, so, like, cool concept, especially for 2001. I get it. But, like, the work we had to do to get there was, like, oh, It was, my like, God. 45 minutes before was, we actually, like, got to where we needed to go. It was a trek. Like, I was exhausted. My feet hurt. I wanted some of that Chinese food they kept eating every day. Um, I, wonder, I wonder what that's like. Like, the... Uh, Boston Chinese food situation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it, uh, I don't know if it's that good. I mean, maybe it is. Who knows? But um, um, so the film takes place around the Danvers State Mental Hospital in Danvers, Mass, mm-hmm. which was partially demolished five years after the film was made. Um, while the film was not a financial success, Session Nine was moderately well received and critically and considered a cult film. Yes, certainly a cult film, absolutely. Um, and obviously the whole point is that then, um, Simon is still, that's the other, that's my question ultimately getting around to my first point. So Simon, what, what, lives in the hospital now because he like removed himself from the girl when she was there. And then he stalks the halls of this place looking for somebody else to, uh, taunt and or take advantage of and this down on his luck Irishman slash Scottishman um, who is very desperate for this job and has yeah because like his company's like about to go under if he doesn't take this job I will say I feel like it was super irresponsible for him to be like we can have this done in two weeks because that was not happening. No, it was a bit like Danvers State Mental Hospital is a huge facility. Yeah, it was not. It was never happening. Like even if they rushed and like did it responsibly, it was not happening, honey. Um, but uh, obviously, he's in a unstable mental state. Simon's like, you know what you should do? You should kill your wife and you're like infant child like that's a totally good idea um after he admitted to like beating his wife correct correct and i loved the whole like him having fake phone calls on the phone with his wife to apologize um loved that i loved how prominently um a jar of peanut butter (laughs) was featured as a character um absolutely I think the guy's name is Hank, too, with his mullet. Hank's mullet was, like, his own thing. Oh, my God. Hank was a whole hot mess. Um, Yeah, but, like, that peanut butter jar needs to be celebrated because it did such a great job. And, um, yeah. I think the the peanut butter jar needs, like, a Razzie. That would be great. I mean, like, it deserves it. Like, it, it was full and then it was empty and it was, like, just being, you know? Like, it wasn't acting. It was... Do you think it's, like, an existential comment? Um, (laughs) I mean, it was a Jiffy jar, right? It was Jiff peanut butter? Yeah. Uh, I mean, here's, here's the thing. Jiff could stand for Jesus is fake in this sense, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I think Jesus is fake, but that's my own personal opinion. I mean, that's here nor there, but yeah. I mean, hi. Like, you have you listened to any of our podcast and or met us? <laughs> We're not going to church on Sunday, hunty. Um, oh, so, no. take me so, to yeah. church. Yeah. So, so, the, so that that all makes sense, actually. Like, I, they probably, and he says this sarcastically. <laughs> definitely chose the gif on purpose like definitely so so then yeah moving on to the other characters so there's there's the young buck that is the one guy's um what nephew or whatever yeah 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 yeah. Gordo's Um, nephew Gordo's nephew he's the one that had the mullet he's the mullet guy and then there's the guy that like is thinks he's a high roller and is like slinging his dick around with Gordo's ex um which, and that's a no-no. You shouldn't that's, Yeah, like, come on. Like, what the fuck? But so, my point my point is, um, specifically once the whole crew is there, and there are those long, drawn-out scenes of, like, what's going on in each room, like, the two guys setting up the decontamination chamber room, and then uh, Dick Slingin' guy and Young Buck, you know, having trouble with that weird um scooter yeah like ride on mower thing that only works love... indoors yeah it only works on like chopping up tile like would um, ride that 10 out of 10 yeah i mean i i don't know as long as all the precautions were 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 made like probably working in asbestos removal is not the worst thing and it's probably is quite lucrative because asbestos is no joke but if you are taking all the precautions um then you'd probably be fine and wow i did not realize just how deep the reflection of um today and now is with this specific film that we chose completely at random but like as usual um what a quinky dink. So, uh, anyway. Who does multiple, Yeah. So, multiple times in those long drawn out, like, character building scenes where actually no character was being built at all. Um, they, just, they just all felt like the beginning of 1990s gay porn. Yeah. It was filmed very porny. Um, yeah. And, and like Arthur watched like half of this movie with me because he was intrigued when I said we were doing session nine because he thought it was a different movie. Um, but like same concept. And then I think ultimately he realized he just remembered it being better than it was. But again, here nor there. But he just like his one remark was like, this is so 1990s gay porny. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're like at any moment in time one of the guys could have convinced the other one to like make out. And that would have been the beginning of the porn or like somebody would have been like, Oh, here's my dick and porn happening, you know, like that 100%. Like, I don't think that was the intention of the film, but they basically set up like a three to four part series of gay porn films that have yet to be made with this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's cool. I was down with um, that. That's not something you see very often in a mass hole situation. Yeah, and it was and the other thing is like super 1990s because everybody was like skinny but like not necessarily muscular, like 
not necessarily Wafy? body. Po- yeah, like not necessarily body positive, but there was like the dad type and then the twink and like, you know, pass around party so bottom. What you're saying is that like this could have been like a Fire Island series? Oh, my god, girl. 110%. This is so Fire Island 1995 like it's very like the way queer's folk was shot. Oh, yeah, yeah th- yes. Uh, yeah, like if for some reason there was like a three three part um episode arc where they went into <laughs> asbestos removal, this would have yeah. been it. And the blonde kid would have been the young buck and the guy that wanted to move to Vegas would have been that one main character with the jet black semi-long straight hair that was like a douche but also like a party boy but like sensitive on the inside pretty reliable Um, yeah and then the the guy who's also the other main character whose mom works at the diner and i forget his name but he was like a semi-famous actor um he would be probably gordo and, yeah. and end up being the guy who killed everybody. Um, Josh Lucas? Sure. If that's what you Googled and I, found out. <laughs> yeah. He was in like he was in like a bunch of stuff. He's got a really recognizable face, but like it, it looks really punchable. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a little bit derpy, but like not in a super derpy type of way. Like he's cute, but like 50% of people would be like, you're a derp. And 50% of people would be like, you're a nerd, but you're cute. His real name in real life, and I'm not even shitting you, is Joshua Lucas Easy Dent Mauer. That's Easy a Dent. long name. Easy Dent. That's a poor name. Like, yeah. hi. So anyway. Dent um, Mauer. That would be my poor name. Dent Mauer. Mine would be like. Um, that would be like, like a- my gay, specifically gay male porn star name. I mean, there you go. Like, start your career. Like, what's stopping you, you know? Um, I'm not a gay man, so that's where we're at. I mean, that's true. Um, I can't disagree with you there, <laughs> but... Um, the anatomy says it all. I, I mean, Gender, hey, a, I mean. <laughs> gender is a construct, tear it apart. Um, uh, it's, like, uh, it's like the Ayatollah. We gotta take it down. Yeah, I mean, like, here's ultimately here's the thing: you're not starting to do gay porn. No, um, specifically it's not on male. my agenda. Yeah, you're you're not doing male for male gay porn. I'm not no. doing girl for girl gay porn. Like, that's just not happening. I'm you just know? gonna start an OnlyFans of like me squishing grapes with my feet. <laughs> you should start just start an OnlyFans of you complaining about things. <laughs> I'm gonna start an OnlyFans of people just paying me to cry on film. You know what though. <laughs> That's like the next level of um, mukbangs is now crying videos, right? Like, we just cracked it. We just, I just cracked the code. I just want people to send me their bills that they can't pay and I can read them aloud. Um, <laughs> I won't disclose who it's for because that's personal. But, like, I'll read all of your disconnection notices and cry about it. Yeah. This is, this is 100% the next evolutionary step in people making videos of them experiencing typical human experiences and people as a third party 
at a safe distance, experiencing them enough to feel like they're having like immersion therapy. You know, that's ultimately what mukbangs are. I just want people to feel seen, but I also want to be paid for it. It's 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 like <laughs> it's like it's like ASMR, but like um, you know, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, this this I'll, I'll get real like, into it. I'll get I'll like, get ooh. I'll get this, deep. Yeah, this is a good plan. Um again, like from from the ashes rises a phoenix. Here we go. We're going to make millions now. Uh and it's going to be great. And then when we have money because there should be no billionaires in this world because no one needs that much fucking money, once we hit like I don't know 10 million dollars, um we'll just start like helping people all over the world. Um, That would be my ultimate goal in life. Like that would make me super happy. But like, first we just got to figure out how to pay off my credit card debt, you know? Um, certain OnlyFans. I'm okay. Girl, girl. G U R L. Yes. Yes. My son. How many times have I been sitting with Arthur and we have tossed around the idea of starting like even like not even joking like a mukbang OnlyFans for like guys who are feeders? Yeah. No, I think I think that would go really well for you. Because... And not being facetious by any means. No, they I said really... sarcastically. No, <laughs> like I know. Like I know you're not because like <laughs> Being a homosexual male on any type of like gay dating slash hookup app right now, the only people that are paying attention to you, if you are quote unquote a bear type, um, are chasers and other bears that are into bears. Sure. Um, bear for bear, bear for bear. Um, and I personally don't feel comfortable with necessarily meeting with a chaser in real life, especially if they're into the feeding relationship, because I already have enough health problems because of my weight. And I'm actually trying to get healthier. Um, And I've had a lot of uncomfortable conversations with guys who are like of a typical bmi even though bmi is bullshit but like a typical body weight whatever hunty bmi is trash i should be 115 pounds yeah it's total trash it's like not not a real thing like so many parts of american society the medical complex um just i will never show my children that chart and i will like raw dog yell at a pediatrician for even insinuating my child's that yeah, like, honestly, like, so many parts of American society are built on bullshit. Um, I'm not even joking. Nine-tenths of my problem in life, like, self-esteem-wise and, like, my own self-image came from witnessing that BMI chart as a child. I mean... That BMI for, chart is, like, PTSD-inducing for me. Yeah, for me, it's not the BMI, BMI chart. It was just my entire family being, like, you're totally too heavy and, like passive aggressively just being like you should lose weight and like what oh my god i can't even but like finally 30s coming around to just i think there's a point where you just like don't give a shit anymore and then 
in that don't give a shitness, you actually do learn to love the power of the body that you're living in. Um, Speaking on, before I lose my train of thought, I even was just telling our good friend Casey from uh, the Worst Horror Podcast, which is, mm -hmm. you know, not terrible. Like, we had, like, a really good, like, kicking off year, and, like, we met some very wonderful people in our lives that I consider my very best friends, including both Casey and Yaz. And, like... This is like, and I think it is because we have such a wonderful support system that we've gained through friendships on the internet that I never thought possible because like we're in our thirties and it's like weird to make friends on the internet, but like, (laughs) and it's like really fucked up to like say out loud, but like, this is the first time in like 15 years that like, I don't want to (laughs) die. I mean, I totally get that. And I really respect you for saying those words out loud. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, it's like it's it, it's it's weird. It's a weird concept for me to be like everything's not perfect, but like that's not an answer. Right. And I will say it takes a lot of practice to be able to tell yourself that everything not being perfect is okay. Um And, you know, again, because for upbringings, I think we both were in that environment for a good chunk of our entire lives. But, um, yeah, no, I think that for a while I was able to kind of erase a lot of those thoughts from my mind because I went to a Jesuit undergrad university and I was like... God is cool, but, like, what is God? And I kind of got caught up in that for a while. And then I graduated and I was like, oh, I don't like Christianity. I'm pretty sure that I'm, like, not necessarily atheist, but probably agnostic. And, like, what does that mean for me? And then, like, that's kind of when everything came back around. And, like, then I lost all that weight. And I was like, well, my life is fixed now. But then you realize that losing weight doesn't actually fix your problems. But that's because of being shamed for my weight by my family for so long. What I thought was going to fix everything. Um, And I'm sure there's other people out there, not necessarily that are listening right now, but just in the world especially those who are, you know, overweight, um, chunky, yet funky, whatever. Chunky like, um, like my salsa, I get it. Yeah, like, I just feel like so many people do put their self-worth in not even their accomplishments, but how they look. And, like, I totally get that, especially living in America, and it super sucks. And, um, yeah, no, it's so many fucking things but like I have been very lucky to never have the feelings of like wanting to end it but I know eh, I mean I, I, I'm i already saying it so it doesn't matter but like I know Arthur has felt that way in the past and um, you know I, I never have but I think there's a lot of people in my life that that have and I'm very lucky that you're all still around and that um, you've been able to through a lot of hard work and just experiencing life and also like trying to get better and actually getting better in whatever ways are necessary for the individuals 
that like you're here and like life is happening and you're like okay life is shit a lot of the times but like it's my life and all it's the also things like it's also like a very surreal experience to have that like come to jesus moment in your life where you're like i'm on track with my medications i'm taking them regularly i'm remembering to take them i have a very wonderful support system that i've built over the last year Mm -hmm. um thanks to this podcast you and i reconnected after not talking for a very long time yeah and our relationship like really evolved in like a very quick amount of time but like only in good ways and and you know if out of the shit that is springfield new jersey and like no offense to springfield new jersey but like when we were there, it wasn't necessarily great. And I'm sure that, like, a lot of the ways that it wasn't great then have been improved. But there's other ways that it's shit now. And I know that for a fact. Because my mother still works in the school district as well as your mother. Right. Um, so we know things, you know? Um, but, like, but it, yeah. it really does, like, take a village to, like, raise people up even if it takes 30 years to make it happen and like I had a growing up I had a very supportive mother my mom has always been like on my side and has always tried to do the right thing to make me happy but like that wasn't something she could ever do for me because hi mental illness is like a real fucking thing um gender identity is a real fucking thing um being a marginalized person in a way being high we were like the only two and you didn't even come out till you were like what in your 20s i did not you know i came out when i was 15 years old so yeah. like i had a very polarizing experience in regards to what that was like it was extremely lonely and i don't even think i even realized that you know like i i like i was there right and i don't even think i realized that Right, because you had, like, not even in, like, a uh, shitty way, but, like, you had, like, a you were very socially aware and very socially active, and I was not. Yeah. And, like, that yeah. worked for you, and, like, in a really positive way, and I'm, I'm glad that worked for you. But, and like, we had very different experiences in social settings. We definitely did. And, like, honestly, sometimes I look back now and I'm, like, there are parts of me that are still that person. Which is fair. Because, like, that's that's just how yeah. you are. Yeah. But and there, in there... not in a bad way and, and no. not in a derogatory way whatsoever. No. Not necessarily. But, like, there's so, like, so much more of me is nothing that was that person. And, like, hi, it was high school you're a teenager, you evolve, blah, blah, blah. Everybody is shitty as a teenager. Everybody. Everyone is super shitty, but, like, I feel like I had a very specific survival instinct that I used up until the end of... mm, mm, Not the end of my 20s, but, like, through the mid-20s that then I, like... I don't know if I lost it, but, like, maybe I just haven't had to use it that much anymore. And, like, that's probably a good thing. But, like, I just... Also, I think my increasing anxiety and depression at certain points in the last five or so years 
have also put a damper on some parts of me that I'm just finding again. Um, but anyway, my, my, my point before, before diving into that was out of all the crap that was Springfield, New Jersey, I am very happy now in my life that if all the other things that connected me to Springfield were gone, that like it's you and me, baby, you know, because I, I feel also, like-, like I'm very, very thankful that we have made such great friends in the last year. Yeah. Um, like I talk to Casey every day. I uh, talk to Yaz every week. She is terrible at returning text messages. I called you out. It is what it is. Oops. Um, oopsie doodles. But, like, they are wonderful humans. And, like, they are a wonderful support system. Um, and, like, I recently received a text message and reconnected with a friend of ours from high school. Oh. Um, I'm going to say her first name. I'm not going to say her last name because I don't want to be rude in case she doesn't listen or but um Alyssa from 2007 year of 2007 okay um oh well fuck it Alyssa Cariani okay I was kind of trying to figure out which one it was but okay I, was there another Alyssa in 2007 I, well I think I might have Alyssa's mixed up because I went to college with a lot of Alyssa's but oh, she probably was just a white girl name oh right but I think she probably was one of the only Alyssa's in our high school, but she was, she was always, she was always a shining light, but she kind of got mixed up in being a teenager. You know what I mean? And she's a wonderful adult. I'm sure she is. She's a wonderful adult. She actually told me she thought you hated her. (laughs) Me? Yeah. (laughs) But like, that was okay. So here's the thing. (laughs) Okay. Back up for a second. (laughs) A lot of people thought I was a fucking cunt. That I thought I, mean, I was cooler. <laughs> that, well, I mean, kind of sometimes. But, like, a lot of people really think that, like, I was a fucking cunt because I thought I was better than everybody else. But, like, that was, like, like my coping mechanism was being resting bitch face person. Right. To um, be honest with you, the first time I met you, I thought you didn't like me. I'm sure. It. I am sure of it. I'm sure it. of it. Because I... Up Girl, until I recently, fucking said it. Up until recently, like, I didn't know how to properly approach somebody in a social setting because I fucking hate small talk. If I don't know you... I hate small you, talk and I hate when people at work small talk me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like, I, I'm really sorry to some of my coworkers as of late. I don't think they know about or listen to this podcast per se, um, but also probably in in me thinking this through anybody who might listen to this that I work with is not who I'm talking about, but like there are some people that I work with that on like, you know, Microsoft teams have a question and then they want to prolong it with like idle chatter. And I don't do it. I don't, I cut it off and that's probably rude, but I am sorry. Like I can't handle it. It is like one of my biggest anxiety triggers I cannot like social anxiety is the number one anxiety that I have and even the thought of social anxiety makes me the most anxious anxiety monster in the world so therefore (laughs) in the past my bitchiness was really me 
masking all of that. But I did not know that until I looked back at it in retrospect of being a 32-year-old homo who has more years on this earth and has delved into my actual mental state in a positive and constructive manner. So I apologize to anybody. <laughs> so what you're saying is that them. your RBF was just like your repressed homosexual choreography. It was like my mask, you know? Yeah. Um, but like the what coming back, circling back around to that, um, the whole point of my story was like, she sent me a message on Instagram was like, I just like, she sent me an old picture of us literally from high school. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I just want you to know that like, you were always nice to me, even like when shit was like terrible in high school. And I was like, I don't remember anything from high school. I purposely blocked that out, but I'm glad that I was nice. Like, (laughs) I really, I don't have many memories from high school either. I remember really like I like as you know, I ended up becoming a theater gay. A homosexual. <laughs> a homosexual. But you know, like music and singing became one of my biggest outlets for my stress and all the things. But like, um oh shit. Like I don't really remember the shows that much. Like I don't remember being in them. Like I remember I remember the feeling of being on stage, but I don't remember the shows themselves and things like that, which is kind of odd, but like I have two, I think I really only have two vivid memories left from high school. I mean, that's better. Um, I mean, it's probably for the best that you only have two. Yeah. Yeah. One of them is, uh, well, that one's not important and there's, I would have to use a lot of specific names for it to make sense for you. And sure. I don't want to do that to people. But the other one is like, I think it was junior year. Sure. And last period of the day, I was in like shop class or something. And the only person that I That's knew That's really in the butch shop- of you. <laughs> I don't remember how I even ended up in that class, though. I think I ended up having to take it because all the other, um, uh, like, uh, electives days. were were like <laughs> taken up already, <laughs> whatever. Right, they so got shafted. Sure. But so the only other person I knew in that class was Francesca Proto. Yeah, sure. And we acted too much of a fool in that class. But there was one day where I I, I don't know why, but the day before I was super constipato. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and. The the shop class was like right down the hall from the cafeteria, and it was the end of the day, where, um, I I did make friends with a lunch lady because I'm a hashtag fat kid, and if there was ever any extra Mrs. Fields cookies left over, she knew I was in that class, and would literally like come and give them to me, which was like the weirdest thing in the world in retrospect because did I don't know. Think having an illicit affair with the lunch lady i don't know how i became friends with this woman though you know what i mean like i don't remember anything about her but like so i remember that day she gave us like five cookies but they were like big chunky greasy ass cookies and we ate the cookies they were so good yeah class is happening class is going on we were doing something on the computers and i just remember being like oh my god like i am about to explode 
And it was the, next, the grease. It was the grease. <laughs> for the next 45 minutes, like, I, it was the biggest workout of my life. I remember being in my car on the way home, and I only lived, like, what, three minutes away from the high school? It but, wasn't even. It was yeah. literally a block. <laughs> but, like, I insisted on driving my car to school every day because I had Tanya? a car and whatever. It was that little Honda CRV in Sonic Blue. Tanya. Um, Tanya. That was her name. Yeah. I um, and Tanya, Tanya brought us a lot of Pizza Hut. Tanya did a lot of black market deals with fast food joints. It did a lot of emotional labor for us. Oh my God. So much. Like literally so much. Um, and then you got the red one and I was like less pleased. I was just, I was really into the red one because the shift gear was like built into the dash and I thought it was really cool or something but it wasn't Tanya it wasn't Tanya and in retrospect that was also my father talking me into getting that car because he was paying for my car at the time and it was cheaper for him to pay for that new car than the old car and and then didn't you you have Manuel then Manuel was the little um scion yeah, he did a vroom vroom. Yeah, and then I got my first Prius, and now I've had Priuses since, um, and been paying for them myself as an adult. Um, and uh, man, you're really all that jazz. I I love my Prius hashback. It's a double lesbian car, right? <laughs> that is a lesbian mobile if I've ever seen yeah. one. I love it so much, though. Um, it has a big trunk. <laughs> For hauling um, all your shit from Ikea. But, like, um, also, yeah. this is a, our own regression session. Um, we should just rate this movie in. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe we should cut. Yeah, we should probably cut this off because we're no longer talking about session nine. I think a total of, what, like, ten minutes has been about session nine. That's um, totally... session, nine was, session nine was fine. It was fine. Like, it was not bad. Like, nine I, is I fine. Would, I would genuinely watch it again, but like five years from now, where when I have like loose memories of how good or bad it was, you know, as loose as your stools, as loose as my stools in high school. But you know what? I made it home. That's the moral of that story. You're not your husband. Let's put. <laughs> I am not. I yeah. No no skid marks. Um, not even on Arthur, the road. I didn't know Arthur was a NASCAR driver. Um, I. <laughs> I I really uh, he he drives he drives NASCAR cars more than I think either of us would like to admit. Um, but it's not like a lot of it's not his fault because one of my favorite features of my husband is his big big booty, his loose stools, and he just he has really big like he genuinely has very large ass cheeks and. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't always I'm really happy that he has that for himself. Yeah. He's like you don't always you don't always get everything every time, but that's why we got a bidet. You know? That's why you also should start an OnlyFans of right. his right. ass cheeks smushing stuff. Oh my god. Just that was the I used to joke that I would start an OnlyFans of me just sitting on cakes. Same, but, like, but thanks, that's because of, like, United States of Terra and my heartfelt love and genuine appreciation for Tony Collette. Yeah, and Tony Collette 
Ugh, like she's up there with like Jamie Lee Curtis and I like, fucking agree, dude. Like I fucking agree. Also, like sidebar, can we for real though do Hereditary next week? Because I fucking love that movie. Um, we can. Uh, I just have to definitely rewatch it again. I have to um, too. It's been a hot minute. I haven't seen it since it came out. Um, we should see if the worst horror podcast wants to do it with it because with us because. I know they. I know Casey for sure has some strong opinions about it. Okay, well, you should definitely hit them up later because um, I don't have their phone numbers, but I, I will. Yeah. Um. Any. Anyway, so um, session nine. Ass cheeks. Um, ass cheeks. Uh, <laughs> I don't think session nine was ass cheeks at all. No, it's not. It's just it's it's like the twist is fine. Like. These these were all things that at the time were like we we're making big swings here um, because it's 2001 and it probably wasn't as celebrated as it could have been. But at the same time, it didn't also necessarily do everything the best that it possibly could um, because like, for example, like Vegas guy um like, you know how he found all of that stuff that he then, like, cashed in and wanted to get all the money for it that was, like, I guess stuff that had fallen into the bottom of the um, incinerator in, in in the morgue, the crematorium, whatever you want to call it? Sure. Um, not all of that stuff would have survived the fire the way that it, like, was, you know... And uh, shown that it did, you know, right. Um, so that I had an issue with, but like it was fine, like it was good. Like it's not like, like there's a lot of talk about lobotomies in this movie. Um, you have to watch this movie like you've had a lobotomy. That's fair. That's a fair right. assessment. Is that like you kind of have to watch it with like rose-colored glasses, maybe? Yeah, you yeah, like just like let let some of the finer details roll off your back and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think this is a film that you could really watch and and watch it as a serious watch. I think you have to watch this for what it is. Yes. And like the voice acting that they do for the tapes is not good. Um but it's fine, you know? I didn't I don't recall there being any offensive language, especially for the time. No. No, I um no. I don't think I don't think there was any R words or F words yeah, right. or anything like that. Um I don't think there was, which is shocking for mass holes, to be honest. This this is true, especially the R word. Because right? you know how they love to use that one. That's my favorite word for people not to use. Um, yeah, I think me too, because at this point in my life, if somebody were to call me the F word while walking down the street, I would just be like, yes. <laughs> you rang? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like there's a cultural shift in the F word. I won't yeah. use it, but like, it's not my word to use. And that's why. Yeah. Um, I also like, I also don't, I just don't feel comfortable using it at this point in my life, but like, I don't flinch as much. I mean, if somebody says it with an intent, like, I'm very aware of that. But, like, in general, I don't think I flinch as much as I used to. But definitely 
still do with the R word. But anyway, um, what I feel, what, I feel like the gay community has taken the F word back like a lot. Yeah, a lot more definitely in the last. Probably, I would even say last. Years. Yeah, I was about to say like maybe the last five years. Yeah, but I mean, to each their own. Use it if you want, but like, um, you know, as uh, Bob the drag queen would say, um, and Monet Exchange would say, you can use the N word, but like, you know, there are consequences. Yeah, why? Why would you like what? You no, know, what... that's like that's their stance. Is like go ahead and use it, but like. Be prepared for what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how I feel about the both the N word, the F word, and the R word. I would agree. Um, so, NFFW. <laughs> so, session uh, nine. Session nine. I'll give it a three and a half. We'll give it a three and a half. All right. I, I think I'm just going to give it a three because it's like fine. Like I, it's very fine. It's a yes. fine, it's like a spring afternoon. It is. Like, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't hate watching it. Um, I, I will say that that really long buildup in the beginning was like, oh, come on already. But, like, it's fine. Um, now, that I means I appreciate gonna, that it's free. I also appreciate that it's free, especially in these trying times. Um, and that, that means our score is a 6.5. Um... IMDB has this rated as a 6.4. Uh, oh, Ro- shit. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes uh, gives it a 64%. So we're like basically 110% spot on, except off by a <laughs> 0.1. Which is fucking bizarre. Like, what are the chances? Yeah, that usually doesn't happen. Um, and really, like, ultimately that's it like it's fine it's just it's uh it's gay porn gay porn adjacent yeah hello hello all right sounds good um uh i think that's it is there anything else i mean not really i mean uh i i really i like doing uh um recommendations when we can but like what is like there's nothing new on TV really. Um nothing, no. you know. Uh yeah, like I've been trying to get through X Files. That's about it. Like uh, I don't have anything. I don't have shit. Yeah. Um, all right then. Well then this this was this was a very soul satisfying episode. Um I feel good. Yeah, I feel good too. I I'm ready to like go make pasta for dinner. I'm about to. I'm ready to go reheat pasta for dinner. That's yeah, because you were an adult and made pasta last night, and I sure did leftovers. I sure did. I even had them for lunch, and I'm gonna eat them for dinner. Hell yeah! Like why not? Gonna get a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! I miss Jenna Marbles. I oh my god! I hope she comes back. I hope she's doing okay. This is my formal shout out to Jenna Marbles. I, hope I mean, she okay. was really like Jenna Marbles was one of the only YouTubers that like I had a full amount of respect for. I agree. Because she always put her money where her mouth was, and yeah. or yeah, or whatever that phrase, how it goes. No, that's right. Okay, good, good. Okay, I said good. It right. Good meeting. Great. 
well, then I guess this is the, the adjourning of said gay meeting. Being adjourned. Uh, uh, keep on creeping on and we'll see you next time. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. for listening to copulators die first you can find us at copulatorsdiefirst.com on instagram at copulators die first pod and on twitter at cdf pod if you would please go comment rate and subscribe on your favorite listening application and please remember stay happy healthy and hydrated love your big gay uncles.